Hunger Games Fan Podcast, episode number 27. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. And welcome back to another episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here on a weekly basis to discuss the Hunger Games trilogy. We're in uh, the second book of the series, Catching Fire. And today we're going to be talking about uh, episode (laughs) chapter 21. And of course... There's this mysterious fog all about, and some interesting things take place, and that's what we're going to talk about. We got 21 different notes that we've going to... 21 notes on chapter 21? 23 notes on 21. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if it was 20... That would have been I can delete two of them very fast. No, because I don't think any of them really need to be deleted. Hey, Hmm. before we get started, I just want to uh, kind of confess something to folks who are listening to this. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, I've been reading another book. You have been. <laughs> I'm so excited too. I'm reading a book that Stephanie has read how many times? I have no idea. It's been at least 10 times. I've I've probably read it 10 times in the last 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a book called Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. Yes. And uh, I must say yes. that it is a very intriguing book. It is. And uh, so far... And it, it, a very powerful story, although I obviously I'm waiting for something to turn in the in the plot. But uh, it's, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll just give people a little uh, kind of a hint. OK. It is a story of a man who feels who, who has been praying for a wife mm-hmm. and um, he is a believer. He's, he's a Christian mm-hmm. and he. He one day what? was doing some business in a town. Right. It's set in 1850, California during yes. the gold rush. Yep. He was doing business in this town when one day this lady dressed in this beautiful black dress uh, uh, is out for a walk through the town and he instantly in his heart feels that's the one. And and he's saying, Lord, are you sure? And he's like, yes, I'm sure. But, and he, right. he feels definitely certain that this woman is the woman he should marry Mm -hmm. and he had never felt like that about anybody else and about you know five minutes after that he finds out that she's a prostitute yes a soiled dove a soiled dove yes so uh and basically it is a modern day fictional retelling of the story of hosea yes so there you go it is so good it is so worth a read you know, I I must admit that um, I I didn't know what I thought about it before, but uh, mm-hmm. I thought it would be super cheesy, right? You know, and I'm like, really? But it's it's a great story you, so it far. It only gets better. It's a great story so far. I mean, well, it's actually a, it's a, it's a very tragic story so far. Yes. But I mean, it's 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 a great read, mm-hmm. and um, I I I well, I don't know. I I'm not going to say everybody should go read it yet because I don't know how it ends. But, I do. Uh, Everyone should go read it. Okay. That's what I hear Stephanie saying. Everybody should go read it. But so far, I'm very happy that I am reading it. And it's one of those books that 
I'm having a hard time putting down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know I, you were you were so funny. Okay, today's our son's birthday. Yep, our son turns ten today. Double digits, big deal, right? Yep. And we took him out shopping because this year he wanted to. He's really into Beyblades. Yep. Which um, you might as well be speaking Japanese to me mm-hmm. because um, they're you know that's what they are. It's this Japanese um toy and um it has this whole television show that goes along with it and um i understand nothing about it at all so he wanted to and and he can tell by standing in the aisle he's like no i have that bay i have that one i have i need that one but i don't like this button so i mean he is really into it and so this year instead of us picking out a gift wrapping it and surprising he wanted to go um, take that money and shop for for Beyblades. So that's what we did this afternoon. Yeah. And I turn around and you are now. No, wait. First, we were in church this morning and Cliff was reading <laughs> Redeeming Love on his Kindle. <laughs> I was. I was peeking over his shoulder, reading along with him. But um, <laughs> but then so we're we're at Target. We're standing in the line and I turn or we're standing in the aisle waiting for Matt and I turn around and he's pulled it up on his iPhone on the Kindle and and he's reading it on his. So really, you cannot put it down. I literally can't put right. it down. So. I have been unfaithful to the Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, the reason why I've done this with the Hunger Games is simply because we have to wait until we record another right. episode before we kind of right. move forward. But we could. I mean, I'm, I could have read we ahead last week. You. Last week we couldn't, but um, we can make a point to build a queue again. Yeah, I know. Like we really can. We can, you know. Yeah. We'll get there. Read and then the next day put something on the schedule to record. Well, I, I had I had intended us for us to just kind of not immediately jump into you know our cap uh, you know coverage of the chapter and right. stuff, kind of just to have a little playful banter. But I yeah. didn't expect it to last six minutes. Well, I think that six minutes is fun. Okay. Well, there you go. We're now ready to turn our attention to what happened in chapter twenty-one of Catching Fire. Chapter twenty-one. Hey, and if you want, if you want like an hour of banter, up to an hour of banter with Cliff and Stephanie. Seriously, familyfromtheheart.com. Right. Check it out. That's a good one. Yep. Yeah. All right. So searing stabs. Searing stabs as the fog touches their their skin, and um, the immediate impulse is to run to flee flee. she she thinks about saving herself and um remembers the time that she did that you know with the with the um mutations in the in the first games and left Peta and didn't even think about him until she reached the cornucopia and i'm not going to do that this time this is not about my survival it's about about Peta's survival and i'm going to show the the people in the districts that I'm not going to do what the Capitol wants me to do, right. which is to flee and save myself. Exactly. And I just, I like that part. Anyway, that's and all. And in fact, so. that's one of the, my favorite things about this this story so far, and especially with this this uh, Quell, is that so far it, it, it's not been, I mean, there's been a lot of sacrificing of oneself for another. Right. You know, with yeah. Peta sacrificing, or with uh, um, Finnick sacrificing himself to save Peta. Right. You know, obviously mm-hmm. he didn't have to do that. Would have been one last person to worry about. You could argue that maybe he was afraid that he wouldn't have uh, <laughs> Katniss on his team if, right. if he didn't. But still, I, I think there was something Because we that. talked about that, didn't it? That, mm-hmm. that one of the reasons that he saved Peta was, or the one of the reasons we believe he saved Peta was because she would have no 
no more reason to be an ally. Yeah. And he needs her she as an ally because climb of up her in the skills. tree and start shoot, shooting people with her Including arrows. Including him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you could argue that that wasn't as selfless as maybe, but, but in this chapter, as we're going to see that there yeah. was, there's, there was two self-sacrificing selfless right. people. Yeah. Um, that were, well, here. even Finnick does again. Finnick does again, obviously. Yeah. yeah Cause this time, um, well, so let's, yeah. but um, anyway, intense, burning it, it, pain. intense, burn. It's it's not like a um, it's not like a burning like, like a, a fire. fire. Yeah, it, it it's like intense pain as the chemical seeps down into, and they realize that it's it's a neurological it's, agent. It's right, a nerve. It's, it, it's, it's nerve attacking gas. their nerves, and um, so Finnick actually, when he realizes that Katniss and Peter are not keeping up, kind of slows down a bit. And is calling and encouraging them to to keep moving and to come on. And she uses Finnick's voice as a guide. Right. And um, if uh, Peta's feet get tangled up in some of the brush mm-hmm. and he falls down. I think down. It, his artificial leg. I can't imagine yeah. running in the dark through the vines without being able to feel one foot hit the ground. Do, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, but um, he gets tangled up and he falls. And um, and of course, when she goes to help him up, she looks at his face, and hit the left side of his face has begun to sag. Droop, it's a little yeah, droopy, like, and she describes it as if all the nerves in his face have died. Yeah, so or all the muscles. Anyway, right. but that would be—I mean—that would be freaky. That is, that, yeah, absolutely. So she's she's. It reminds out me now. of that uh, Harry Potter, the um, Deathly Hallows Part One. Okay. Uh, where where there's the th- mm-hmm. thing with uh, Harry Potter's face. Yep. So yeah. Nice. You like that? Yeah, Hi. I like that. There I you know. go. Good job. Appealing okay. to the HP fans. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, Katniss can't help Pete anymore. Her arms aren't working. Her legs are beginning um, yep. you know, to act funny and. So guess what Finnick um, does? So Finnick puts Mags down. Yep. And carries Peta. And of course, and Mag still can't ca- outrun the fog because she's well, old no, and brittle. Well, Katniss carries her for a, a, a time. Right. And then Katniss's legs stop working and she falls several times. And then she can't carry her anymore. Yeah. And um, but before before this happens and before she falls, she's like, she realizes that Finnick is running toward the water. And she's like, I'm so glad I didn't kill him. <laughs> It's so nice to have someone else on my side. Yes. If even for a short time, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm so glad that I didn't kill him. And I, I think that I'm like, I like that she is thankful for, for that. And that I just, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So she falls and, um, she tells them to go on ahead that she'll catch up Mm -hmm. knowing full well that she probably won't catch up. And, um, Asks Finnick if he can carry both Mags and Peta. He says, no, I can't. I'm not Superman. Well, and his his body is reacting, Mm -hmm. you know, to to the chemical as well. And so, no, he can't. And so what happens next? Truly, I did not expect. Right. I honestly, I didn't expect it. Um, Mags gets up off the ground. She kisses Finnick on the lips and she runs into the fog. Right. And it just she 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 sacrificed herself so that they would go so on. that they would so that they could go on so she would not slow them down yes 
and um i just she she did it and anyway it, the it cannon was, goes off and yet again the capital sees that, that hey, they're not in control now yeah they they may think they are but they are not in control yeah. anymore i think with every selfless act they lose a little bit more of yeah yeah I think so. I, I agree with you. I do. Well, they make it to the they make it to the water and they see that the fog doesn't chase them outside of the jungle. Yeah, it seems to not come outside of the jungle. In and in fact, it's ahead. kind of vacuumed away as yeah. soon as they seem to be out of the danger. It, it, it's like um, it, it's changing and it, it like it's um, condense. You know, condensing is that what she says? Mm-hmm. Anyway, and and then is vacuumed out of the sky. Yep. It's like a big old shop vac. <laughs> They're in like a big snow globe. <laughs> and, and, and they have this little. That is kind of what they I mean, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah. So the fog is somebody just shook them up. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. So they vacuumed it out and um, they make it to the beach. They she's they're all again. She's like, we're going to die. This is it. And um, manages to get. I guess she rolls over and her arm falls in the water mm-hmm. and it is like intense blinding pain. Right. Um, and actually realizes that the water will clean out the mist. Right. My mic moved. Did you I see, see that? I did see that. Okay. So, but the water will clean out the mist that, that their body has, um, so that has soaked into their skin. Right. So the, the water has healing properties that is going to basically suck out the chemical. Well, I'm not sure if it's the water or just the salt that's in the water. Yeah. I don't know. Well, see, my theory is this. And oh, I don't know. Cliff has a theory. Yeah. But here, here you go. And I didn't share this with you while we were taking our notes because I wanted to save it for the podcast. Okay. I Are you sure it's not because you just thought of it right now? No, I was thinking of it upstairs while I was writing this notes down. Okay, why won't this move? I, oh, because that's the wrong one. Are you ready for my theory? Yeah. I am. I Can I tell you, I don't like, what is this called? What is this one? Lion? Yes. I don't like it. Okay. Anyway, just thought I'd say. No problem. Go ahead. But I do like my MacBook. <laughs> nice. I just don't like that I have to learn something new. Sorry. Anyway, where was I at? Theory. Theory. Okay. Made up right now. Okay. No, it's, <laughs> I've been working on this for at least an hour or 30 minutes or so. Come on okay. now. All okay, right. so my theory is this, that... I the, see it developing in your mind right now. <laughs> your theory is this. I'll be quiet now. The water has healing properties, not just for taking away the the poison from the fog, all right, from the mists. But I think that the water, the salt water that's there, that if you go, if they they were to go to it enough... That it has healing properties, that that it it has some kind of way of rejuvenating the body, and there's something about this like water. the bionic ear. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's something. But, but here's the thing: like for example, if somebody is like they're, let's just say somebody gets this. Um, what what kind of who had amazing like an amazing cut or wound that wouldn't heal? Was that Peta? Peta had the, a nasty gash er, on his leg in the mm-hmm. earlier one, and he mm-hmm. needed medicine because Kato cut up cut him and he had an infection right Mm -hmm. so my theory ew i remember her describing that that was so disgusting so this is my theory okay let's just say Peta had another one of those instances that if you bring him to the water and you let him soak in the water for about 10 or 15 minutes that that would draw out the infection 
and it would almost promote rapid uh, reproduction of cells and, and heal his leg within a short period of time. Are you following my theory? I am. But when you keep saying that, it makes me think of this song by Placebo <laughs> Okay, called well. It's in the Water. Uh-huh. Anyway, actually, I think the song is called Post Blue. But anyway, the lyric is It's in the Water. Okay. Well, that's it's in the, the water, baby. Well, what I'm saying, though, is that here's my thinking is that that this may be the first time where they witnessed the healing properties of the water. And it's not just as a, it's just not the salt soaking out the poison, but there is really healing properties here. So that this would be a once. Hopefully the game makers are like, you know, we have all this water, but it's out here. It's in the open, right? You want to be healed. You can be healed. The water is there. But you have to run the risk of being out here in the middle where everybody can see you. Ah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, how okay. how can you how I mean, when somebody is fatally wounded, how can you how can you sit there knowing that the water would be the healing source that you need and not go for it? So does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So instead of putting these games on where people are sitting there it's like um out hiding in the woods taking days and days and days to die it's like listen you know that you're going to die if you don't get healed the water's right there you have to go to the water you will be healed but you run the risk of being killed instantly on the spot by the people who are watching the water who also know that if they've wounded you that you'll eventually show up there okay that's my theory. I'm sticking to it. I, okay. You are. <laughs> I mean, I got lost somewhere along the way, but I was distracted <laughs> by the lyrics of the placebo song. You weren't listening to me. Let's just You're move. right. I wasn't. I was singing, it's in the water, baby. All right. They So basically, Katniss uh, soaks. She gets better. Uh, Pete. Oh, Pita, she, has, she talks about having to like go underwater and breathe it in and open her eyes. And I just. Gargling. Think about how much that would burn, and mm-hmm. it hurts me just to read it sometimes. <laughs> but the water draws out the poison, and then they start to. It would be work cool on- if Peta's limb, his his leg grew back. I mean, that would be really cool. <laughs> and then if Peta's leg grew back, I would believe you that the that the water is that it's in the water, baby. Well, okay, so basically they they need to get um, Finnick into the water. Right. So they He's- start with his arms, and they cup the water, and they you know, and they can see it like eva- just coming out of him. And I think that's cool, and I want to see that special effect in the movie. Right. Um. And then all of a sudden yeah, you've so, got him swimming around like a sea lion. And then right, and she's like, "If it healed me, mm-hmm. it transformed Finnick." Right. And I like when she's teasing him, and she's like, "Don't do that." And he's like, "What? Go under or or, or stay?" And she's like, "Either, neither. Just stop and behave. Just behave." Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, they spend a so, lot of time out there in the water in the open. So where's everybody else at? I don't know. You know, this, this that's a very good question. They're out there for a long time. And the only thing they got to worry about is what's coming next. Yes. Just doesn't seem right. No, it doesn't. I, from what I'm hearing and from what I understand so far, this is not a big arena. No, tiny, small. You know, and if there's all of a sudden something going on in the middle of the arena where all this water is happening. Right. Well, it's night. So some so? people could be trying to rest. Yeah. Well, yeah. But she says that the moon does but nothing. You got three people out here in the open. Mm hmm. So I, I think it, I don't know. It, it's easy for you to come to the edge without exposing yourself and see that there are three people who are struggling to stay alive right now. Right. I'm just saying it just seems weird. It does. 
just Except seems for maybe weird. these are the three people that are supposed to stay alive. So anyway, okay. um, I know I, I hate when you point out things that are that are clearly like need to be questioned. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they do. Why, yeah. why are these three people? I mean, because there's how do they how get away with being? Left? I don't know. You know, there's at least I don't know how many more are left. But well, eight for eight died in the cornucopia. Yeah. So then nine with mags. And then has some, anyone else died since then? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but um, there's a bunch of other ones out there. Yes, it's not a big arena. I'm just saying. So um, Peter goes to tap the tree to get water, and he makes a joke about. Well, Katniss actually, Katniss with, says she was going to do it, and he says, "No, I'll, yeah, I'll go do it." Do, yes, because you're the healer. Yes, which is is a joke between you know, or she's like, "Well, maybe it is. I don't know, but." She doesn't. She's like, I'm not going to say anything to Finnick that I'm not a healer. Because, right. Right. But anyway, um, that's their that's their little. I the only reason I pointed out is because it's Peta and Katniss, and that's their that's their thing. Anyway, right. Yeah. Um. So he does. He he begins to um to carve the hole. Yes. To tap the tree for water. And they're like, Hey, dude, don't yeah. move. Well, they didn't say don't move. She says, Peta. I need to show you something, but could you come back slowly? <laughs> because there are monkeys everywhere. There's a monkey looking at you. A mon- I know. I'm looking back at it, too. Um. Anyway. Hey, now. <laughs> that took far too long for you. I got it. <laughs> but it took too long. Like, okay. And you really, you should have caught on sooner. Anyway, mm-hmm. monkeys that... Peta noticed when they came from when they first came to the beach, there was maybe one or two. Yeah. And she's like, and it felt like the welcoming committee. Mm-hmm. But now there are like swarms of them. And clearly this mm-hmm. is like planet of the pre apes. <laughs> 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 and uh, but anyway, so clearly these are mutts. Yeah. The, these are these are not normal. And um, and they attack. They do. Again, with them attacking animals, and they have razor sharp claws, and they, uh, they, uh, Katniss and Peta and and Finnick form a triangle with their backs together, and they're fighting the, fighting the monkeys. And she says every arrow must count, and it does, until she sees what the she cannot. When she sees what she cannot stop, because she doesn't have an arrow left. There is a monkey that is lunging for Peta, and the only thing she can do is throw herself in its way. But the Morthling from District 6 does it first. Does it first. So someone else has risked their life to save Peta. Yes. There you go, my friends. Defiance of the Capitol and the rules of the game. If there are rules of the game. um, There is a special voicemail. Yeah. That is being thought up and planned out to be called in. From a certain person from Columbus, maybe? Yes. Interesting. She's working on it. I can't wait to get that call. Yep. She's going to be giving me a hard time. Yeah? About the whole Gale thing. Oh, my goodness. She's working (laughs) on it. Join the club, Allison. Actually, I think she's leaving to go out of the country in a few weeks, so maybe she'll forget. (laughs) (laughs) We want your call. 
Always. Absolutely. Speaking of, I have cruise information to talk to you about. Oh, okay, cool. Sweet. Sweet. Anyway, my friends, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and that's my lovely wife, Stephanie, over there. And this is the end, not the beginning. <laughs> I forgot where we were. I heard the music. was like, let's start this thing. We're here to talk about Chapter 21 today. We just did. <laughs> Hi. Welcome to the party. It's nice to meet you. I've been reading this other book. Did I tell you about this? <laughs> you did. It's called Redeeming Love. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, goodness It's gracious. been a long weekend. Hey, I got I got something a long weekend. I'll put out there. It's a you holiday. Know, looking at the stats for this podcast, the number of people who are downloading. Yeah. It's awesome. For real. I just want to say this. There's a good chance that there might be maybe 50, 100 different people that are listening to this right now that are thinking, wow, this is cool. I wonder if I could do a podcast. But you can. But wait, there's more. I just want to say that if you Sorry. are listening to this and you've ever thought about doing a podcast or are thinking about doing one, I would highly suggest that you do it. And check this out. I didn't even tell you this. I, did you see the tweet I put out the other night? This keyboard lights up. What tweet that you put out the other night? <laughs> oh my night? gosh, you're not listening to me. I just said, what spent, tweet did you put out the other night? I, I am sp- totally I, listening. I just spent the most money that I've ever spent for a domain. Really? Yes. I missed that tweet because yes. normally we talk about money. <laughs> well, this is this was a business expense that I think you'll totally agree with. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Learnhowtopodcast.com. Awesome. That's a good one. You like that? Yeah. Learnhowtopodcast.com. The way I just said awesome, like really got on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Anyway, if you're interested in learning how to podcast, go to learnhowtopodcast.com. Yep. And uh, if you enjoy this show, we encourage you to check out some of our other shows. Uh, chances are, if you're listening to this, you might might enjoy the Twilight Saga. We have a podcast over at twilightsagapodcast.com. Um, what else do we got, Stephanie? We got a new podcast coming. Oh, yes. <laughs> What's that web address? That web address is AuthenticLifeRadio.com. This is going to be an awesome podcast, my friends. In fact, I've already heard the first episode. And if you want to see a video of Stephanie and Sarah Rader, who happens to be the new co-host for Authentic Life Radio, go to AuthenticLifeRadio.com. That's, I think that's that's good to plug. We, we plugged three different things, right? We did. So learn how to podcast.com, twilightsagapodcast.com, authenticliferadio.com. Yeah, family from the heart. And family from the heart.com. There you go. See, you might be thinking to yourself, man, it's it's a week between these episodes. But there's We're a, around. There's a lot of stuff to listen to. We're totally around. And that's only just four of the seven to fifteen episodes a week of other shows we do. Right. So there you go. We'll Which is why this one's a week late or a day late. Yes. Hey, folks, we're done. Until next time, we encourage you to join, join the community. The community.